Good morning and welcome to On Fire Radio, brought to you by Catskill Mountain Christian Center, a full gospel family church and Christian academy located at 629 Main Street in beautiful Margaretville, New York. What a great day to go to church. If you don't have a church, come on over to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We would love for you to be our guest this morning. That's Catskill Mountain Christian Center this morning at 10 o'clock. If you'd like more information about On Fire Radio or Catskill Mountain Christian Center, give us a call at 845-586-4848. I'm Renard Bartow, and I'd like to invite you to join us for the next 30 minutes as we bring you On Fire Radio. Now let's go to Pastor Bob Engelhart with today's message. I really got, was thinking about this concept of gift-giving and receiving this time of the year, you know, how we do that and kind of why we do that. And it's kind of become very secular and very, um, honestly, stressful. You know, if you're a parent, you have little kids, we have five, five kids, and, you know, Christmas sometimes was hard on us financially, right? And we'd end up paying out the rest of the year for what we overspent for Christmas gifts for our children because it's something natural but it's also something that's been passed down to generation to generation this idea of giving gifts and and sometimes our gift giving we never really connect it to the gift that we're really respecting that we're really looking to and and trusting um, and they seem to be, you know, part of the Santa Claus Christmas, not a part of the Jesus Christmas, right? The gifts are the Santa Claus Christmas, and, and the church stuff is the Jesus Christmas. And really, the gift stuff should be, above all things, the Jesus Christmas. Because that is the time when we get to really ponder what is it, this thing, this man that God has sent us? And I want to talk about that a little bit. A gift from Merriam-Webster Dictionary is the transfer of something without expectation of payment. A gift is the transfer of something without expectation of payment. It's not buying something. Um, you know, a lot of people do in their offices, right? We have, they have gift swapping days and everybody picks a name from a hat and you get a gift and I get a gift and everybody gets a gift. Well, that's really a process of reciprocity more than really gift giving, you know? It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's not the, the pure meaning of a gift is a transfer of something without expectation of payment. And one of the things that's funny about being a Christian is knowing that it's throughout the scriptures, and we'll talk about some of them, but it's throughout the scriptures that we're expected to give gifts. But 
the main point of the scripture is the gift that we've received. And what a gift should do is should, without expectation of paying it back, should create a sense of gratitude in your heart toward the one who gave you this gift without expectation of repayment, right? There's a sense of gratitude that happens to us and that causes us to live this different kind of way. You know, godly works come from the sense of the sense of the appreciation of what God has done for us by giving us the gift of Jesus and through Jesus eternal life that we have such a sense of gratitude that we have the desire to change our lives, to purify our lives from sin and and all of those kind of things and, and enter into Jesus' template, you know, the template that he created, created, the template that his disciples created. And, you know, you can see they goofed up just like we all have goofed up. And um, it's important. So... Although gift-giving might involve an expectation of reciprocity, a gift is meant to be free. Um, the uh, first scripture I'm going to read from you, and most of it's going to be Romans. If you know anything, there's something they call Romans Road, that if you follow the book of Romans logically, you'll see the, sal- the, the logic in the salvation of God simply in the book of Romans. It's very, very... um, Oddly enough, I discovered Romans Road without knowing it was Romans Road, but realized that the scripture gave me everything that I needed to know to understand the free gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus. And so Paul is talking about that here, and a lot of it is his sort of trying to reason with Jewish folks um, how what Jesus gave us is a free gift, right? And Jewish folks had to be obedient to the law, right? That was their expectation. But when, when Jesus came, it was absolutely a free gift, okay? And I just want to read a couple of the scriptures. Uh, Romans 5.15, it says, but the free gift is not like the offense. He's just said the offense of Adam has placed us all in a position of being part and parcel carriers of the sin pandemic that began in the garden. So the free, free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. So, so Jesus is a free gift. Jesus, receiving Jesus, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior is a free gift. You don't have to do, you didn't do anything to deserve it. You really don't even have to do anything to keep it other than 
there's an expectation that you should get a hold of the gratitude that we have that we've been given the gift of eternal life through Jesus. And when we come into Jesus, there should be a sense of gratitude, not that we're paying him back for, for salvation, but we walk in a spirit of gratitude. Therefore, we try to align our lives with the template set by Jesus and through the scripture. Yes? You've been given a free gift. God gave you a free gift. He gave you a gift that is worth more than anything, all the gold on the planet Earth, all the money, all the riches and wealth, all the great things that can happen to you. God gives it. And because so many people over 2,000 years have believed it, we have made that gift into a common thing. It's a common gift. Everybody gets an Etch-a-Sketch. I'm just my slinky, what, you know, whatever. Right? But the free gift of God, even though you got it, maybe it's like a slinky, you got it and everybody else got it, it's still a rare gift. It's still the, the most expensive gift you'll ever possess in your life is the gift of God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says it's a free gift. And sometimes, frankly, being a Christian doesn't feel like a free gift. You know, sometimes we whip each other so hard, we have such high expectations for one another and really, it has all to do with the motivation of your heart. Because now you have not just, not just the power to overcome sin, but you should have the desire to overcome sin because of the gratitude you feel toward Jesus and his love of coming to us and paying for our sins. I mean, you've committed probably a million sins in your life. Sins of the heart, what they call it, sins of commission, that you things you've actually done to hurt people, lying to people, cheating people, you know, anger, anger with people. And then there's sins of omission, things that you should have done that you just didn't do. It's the, the Good Samaritan, right? The Holy Joes walked on the other side to avoid the beat-up guy, right? So what the free gift gives us is an opportunity to walk through no matter what kind of experiences we're going through in life, we should walk with a sense of gratitude. The book of Philippians, the main subject of the book of Philippians is joy, which Paul wrote from a jail cell. The, the gift, the word gift, believe it or not, in the Greek, in the Bible, New Testament, is almost all the time the word charisma. The word we use is charisma. Charisma is the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, are the charismas of the Holy Spirit. They're gifts. 
And it's, um, it's a favor with which one receives without any merit of his own. So you didn't do anything. I knelt down on a pallet in 1982. I didn't do anything for God to come and visit me and turn me upside down and change my life. It was his doing. It was the free gift of God that uh, I was visited with. And as a result of that, it created in me naturally this sense of gratitude. Okay, uh, charisma. Uh, it also, I think this is from the uh, Strong's. The gift of divine sensitivity is the gift of God. The gift of divine sensitivity. You know, if, you know, um, I share with folks one thing nobody could ever take away from me. You can never take away from me my experience. And that's why my, I beat you to death with this concept of being a, a prayer and praying in solitude, being a prayer. Pray to God, talk to God, dig a well, dig a well, dig a well, dig a well. So it's the gift of divine sensitivity. When you know God is, when you know God is, when you get it in your heart and you make a decision, I know God is, this God of the Bible, spoken of in the Bible, you don't have to answer that question again. Every time some atheist comes on TV or you have to take a class or something like that should not shake the foundation of your faith. Because your faith is a decision you make. The gift of faith, knowledge, holiness, and virtue. A rotten person can become a good person, a nice person in faith. When a rotten person gets Jesus and stays a rotten person, you know, there's not much gratitude there. You know, you should run from your rottenness. You know, you should run from your rottenness. You're grumbling under your breath. You get together with your special little group of friends and you, and you slam people all over the place and all of that kind of thing. I mean, that's a human thing that people in the world do. But we should desire holiness. All right, Romans 5.16 says, The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation. So everyone, every human being, is condemned without receiving the gift. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that to be evil. That's the Bible's reading of it. So but it says, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. There's so much sin that God said, listen, I'm going to send the free gift down for people to be able to be um, remade in God's image. Amen? Listen, I don't care where you are this morning. I don't care where you would score your Christian experience this morning. I'm telling you, you can walk out of those doors with a person with a burning determination to start making things right.
with your inner life, in particular with the things that you know that you're doing that are wrong, that may have uh, an effect on other people in a negative way. You know, all those things, just the determination to begin. Because you ain't gonna do it in a day. It's not gonna happen in a day, but you'll want it to happen. And then you'll become aware of the places where you fall short, right? I've been, what's the Bible says? You've been weighed, you've been measured, and you've been found wanting, right? That, that we are end up, end up weighed and measured and found, uh, the Lord said, saying to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant, right? That's the divine accolade we're all, I'm all, we're all hoping for. Right? Um, now Romans 5.18, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. The free gift came to all men. That means everybody, every rotten heathen you know, is, is this salvation, this gift of eternal life is available to, to you and every good person, every rotten person, because the good person who's good out of their own goodness is not, not good enough. You can't reach God's standard of virtue apart from Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. I don't see much, much emotion happening out there. I think this is good stuff. Because this is the time we give gifts. And I want you to know you've been given a gift. Yes. You should be the happiest people in this region. People, people ought to be attracted to you because of the joy that you have at Christmas time. A time for us to give gifts. Again, and it's not the reciprocity. Because some people are, are blessed with much, and some people have little. And you just give according to the measure of what God has given you. It's what Jesus said. Jesus sees all of these. It says, actually, the Bible says that Jesus set himself in a place specifically so he could watch how much money people were putting into the offering. He specifically set him up so they could watch how much. And they said, many wealthy people came in and put in a lot of money. That's what it says. It says, but this widow came and put in two copper coins. And Jesus says to his disciples, Take note of this. That woman, those people all gave out of their overflow. But that woman gave every cent she had to live on. She has given a far greater offering than all of those other people. Isn't that crazy? And so we give as we're able to. Um, I think I did that one. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. So if you're working for the devil, you get paid. 
If you work for the devil, you get paid. Wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Wages of sin is death. Right? And we can't eradicate our own sin. They don't make an eraser so you can go back and undo what you've done. You know, Jesus blots out your sins. Jesus blots out your sins. That's the first of 92 pages of notes I have. <laughs> Romans 11:29 says the gift and the calling. Listen to this. Listen, listen, listen. You see, you sometimes doubt your, your own salvation or you doubt where you're at in your own salvation. Romans 11:29 for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Nobody can take that away from you. God can't even take that away from you. It's irrevocable. If God has called something irrevocable, you know what that means? It can never be revoked. It can never be taken away. So he said, boy, I've done a pretty lousy job these last few years being a Christian. Listen, the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Get back on the horse. Get back on the holy horse. Get back to your calling. You say, I don't know what's my calling. I come to church, I guess. You know, I go to work, I come to church. No, you have a calling. You have charisma. You have gifts from God that have been given to you by God to do and to be a particular thing to particular people in particular times. The gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Glory to God. Because you know what? If they were revocable, I would have definitely been kicked out of the club. You know? I'm still not... You know, I feel like Paul sometimes. Because Paul sometimes, you feel like there's a little wobbling in him. You know, that perhaps I may receive the gift of eternal life. Paul says, I do things that I don't want to do. And I don't do things that I do want to do. I'm a wretched man. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from the body of this death? I thank the Lord through Jesus Christ. Because he sent the Holy Ghost. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Right? Get up, pick up, pick up. This is this is your year. What's better than following Jesus Christ and having the promise of eternal life? And Paul being so stuck on the Jewish people being saved, he said, I would like to be accursed that my brethren in, in, within Judaism could be saved. He said, I'd rather be a curse. I would take that upon myself. You see what happens when you have real gratitude? I think that's the best. Gifts and callings of God are what? Irrevocable. That means you got it. You got it on you. You got the God's destiny in you, and you don't even know it. 
might have sprung through the ground and be a seedling. It might be, you know, a small growth. Or you might be coming into where the church is destined to come, into a place where we're a bride without spot or blemish or any such thing. Amen? Um, Romans 12.3, For I say, through the grace given to me, same word, it's charis, or uh, like charisma, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, do not think of yourself, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And that, to be honest with you, I think, I think is really important. Don't think of yourself smaller than you are in faith, you know? And don't think of yourself as, you know, <laughs> I remember people, you know, when I was very common when I was first saying for people to say, I think God is calling me to be one of the two prophets in Revelation. You know, I probably heard that from 100 people in my life. And I'm like, I'd like that too, I think. Because don't they get killed and then they get raised up or something? I don't know. But it's like wild. Revelation's wild. But the whole deal is to, is to assess yourself and say, at this point in my faith, maybe I ought to be farther along than I really am. You know? Or at this point in my faith, you know, man, God has given me, you know, I was, was a dozen of us guys who all got saved within the same year or so, you know? And, it, and as far as I know, I'm the only one of us that has been pastoring for 30 years. And those guys are all still following God and all of but I'm like, you don't know what God has for you. Maybe greater than you've ever imagined. I always say pray big. You want small, you could probably get small on your own. You probably don't need too much. You don't even need prayer to get small. But if you want big, you pray for big. God, I want the most you have for me. I want the most you have for me. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you and praise you this morning. And ask, Lord God, that you continue to bless us. Let us learn to be really great gift givers. Um, even as we should be great gift receivers, we should be great gift givers. Father, as we go through this uh, period of time uh, in, our, in our social world that we call Christmas, celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and giving gifts to one another, Father, I just pray that there be the Spirit of the Lord in that process. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hey there, this is Jake Johnson, and I want to thank you today for listening to our podcast, On Fire Radio. We pray that this word has ministered to you today, and maybe today God has shown you your need for Him in your life. John chapter 8, and in verses 31 and 32, Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus makes us free from our sin. 
If you need to make Jesus first in your life today and be set free, would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I repent for my sins today and ask that you would cleanse me with your blood. I place you first in my life and ask that you would give me the power of the Holy Spirit. I walk forward this day in a new relationship with you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to encourage you to start reading your Bible. You can even download the YouVersion Bible app on your mobile device and start a plan for new believers. Start a prayer life as well and start carving out time in your day to spend time with God. And I want to personally invite you to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We have service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 629 Main Street in Margaretville, New York. Powerful worship, dynamic teaching, and an encouraging time of fellowship. On Fire Radio is a ministry of Catskill Mountain Christian Center and is brought to you free online and on the radio each week because of generous donations from listeners like you. You can partner with us in serving God's vision for this area by donating online at our website, www.cmcconline.org. From there, you can also connect with us on all our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us a message and let us know how this ministry is impacting your life. On behalf of Pastor Bob Englehart, this is Jake Johnson signing off. God bless, and we'll see you in church.